This is Corporate Dropout Conversations with special guest Kaylin Ford, uh, financial advisor with Morgan Stanley. And today we're talking about earnings. Um, we're going to be doing a series on earning, saving, spending, and investing. But today's conversation is all about earning. Going from point A to point Z is a journey that takes one step, one leap of faith at a time. And uh, Kaylin, you were talking about uh, uh, making a great point around when you put out on the table, you deserve more. People's expectations are, you know, somehow heightened, even though you're only asking for compensation for that you deserve for that specific role. So how did you, did you in that specific situation say, wow, I asked for what I deserve, right? But they're raising the bar, right? How did that impact you internally? And then how did that translate into who you showed up as in the workplace? So internally, of course, I was extremely happy that I got the offer. I was extremely proud that they accepted and they gave me what I asked for. Um, now, on the, on the back end of it, I, I, I will say this, it, it all boils down to my thoughts are, as you're you know, moving through the corporate world or employment world, you have to find an employer in a company that already values you at that price point. That sometimes value, value you, values you, I'm sorry, values you more than what you've already valued yourself. Yeah. Not to say that you devalue yourself, yeah. but let's say that you're comfortable saying, you know what, I'm good at 150. Yeah. You want to find an employer or a company that says, you know what, you you know, you deserve 175. Yeah. So that, that negotiation process isn't so much you negotiating with them, it's them saying, we want to pay you the premium. We want to give you more. And that's the employee that you want to be with. So you find yourself negotiating with an employee that's going to undervalue you. Think that's about that offer. Sign. Think about that offer. That's a good sign. You just made a, a great point. It makes me thinking about think about the the, uh, the draft. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants the number one draft, draft pick, pick, right? And they're willing to pay for the number one draft pick. You don't hear people complaining about, I got the number one draft pick and I had to pay him or her X amount of dollars more. They're excited about They're it. proud to promote it's the fact that we paid Kalen Ford $20 million for yeah. two to three years. Yeah. That's the team mm -hmm. that you want to be a That's part of. And like. that makes earning money yeah. fun. It makes it uh, less uh, stressful. stressful. It takes the stress out of it. Yeah, because like, you're going to a team that wants, wants you. So, you. And they, they already put a price tag on your head that... You know, man, I was good going in at 150. Yeah. They, back, they give they give me 175, or I was good going in at 200. And they're going to give me 275 in capability of bonus. That's where you want to spend your time on. Yeah. Yeah. And the you know the mistake I made was I didn't understand that concept at that time. I was 24, coming out of college. I didn't understand that concept. I was like, all right, cool. I'm no longer a teller. I'm a banker. I got my desk. I have a nameplate. I got my own personal phone line, and I got business cards. I'm doing something, and I, and I was. I'm very proud of my college at that time. But going back to what we were talking about earlier, I didn't have the political aspects. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't handle that conversation uh, well. And I didn't handle the politics behind negotiating salaries well. And um, you know, it, it shows in the level of stress that came along with uh, that, that pay increase that I asked for and that I got. Well, well, there's a couple things. In order to be the first round draft pick, you have to have a proven ability to deliver. Right? You have to have a history uh, and a track record of performance. Um, so I want to kind of call it out. The second part is negotiation can fail because of stupid mistakes. And I want to share a personal example of a stupid mistake that I made 
Um, but it was a mistake that others will learn from and that I learned from. So a couple of years ago, I was out and, you know, in the job market or at least open to conversations. And I had um, someone reach out to me and we got to the point of offer. And they asked me the, this question that I don't even think it's legal to even ask anymore. Um, but, you know, how much are you making? And so me being, you know, novice, uh, overstated. Um, and they got to the point of, okay, we want to make you a, a formal offer. Send us evidence of your earnings. And I was SOL because I had inflated that number by, you know, several thousand dollars. Not even several thousand. We're talking about like $20,000 plus, <laughs> which is so funny. Thinking but about to your it defense, now, though, it was a casual conversation in your mind at the time. And you then foresee it, a, formal, uh, a formal invitation or uh, offer coming. Exactly. But you can't take any conversation Lightly, for granted. Yeah. And everything yeah. you say has consequences mm -hmm. as well as potential rewards. Yeah. So I want to encourage those listeners out there today, um, be honest, mm -hmm. you know, and state more, uh, stated more of, yeah, I make 150, but I want to make, mm -hmm. to make a move, mm -hmm. 175. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. give yourself a bigger range so you yeah. can land on 175. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. make 190 right. so yeah. you can actually get to yeah. 175. Yeah. So that for me was, um, it hurt because I didn't have to, you know, inflate. Mm -hmm. I was worth mm -hmm. the 175 mm -hmm. or 200, whatever I was asking them for. Mm -hmm. I just needed to be honest and say, you know, well, this is where I was. This is where I was. This My base is 100. And this is why I'm not know? there anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there's so many lessons yeah. uh, and, and negotiation value, you know, who, who you are, be able to back it up with history and, you know, evidence. Sounds right, right? Yeah. But know what you want start with a range and, and say you know i really want to get at 100 so you got to have a range of about 85 to 105 and yeah. 110 to yeah. get to that medium yeah. yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah for sure um, for sure and at the same time you know it, there has to be an end goal there has to be uh there has to be a, a greater goal at stake here and if your greater goal at stake is the dollar amount i can guarantee you that you won't be happy right I can almost guarantee that your end goal is a dollar amount. No matter where you are, no matter where you're working, you won't be happy. Yeah. Uh, because as I think back on the mistake that I made, you know, I probably would have been more at peace had I not asked for that additional uh, increase. And like I said, a 35% increase. I was, you know, making most and um, I was making I was making more than most managers in my entire district. Wow. And um, it was tough. And it was great, you know. I mean, I got a lot of nice suits. Right. <laughs> I bought a lot of nice suits, and oh, I had the all the stress, the stress my integration, and, and I was there for maybe about a year, and I was out. Um, so, uh, you know, this, you know, strategically making moves, yeah. having a thought process, having an end goal, and where you want to be, how you want to get there, and at the same time, um, at the same time, you know, working with companies that see the value so that you don't have to convince them it's almost like a relationship would you much rather be in a relationship where you have to convince the person you're worth or would you rather be in a relationship with someone who already values you and knows your worth right. that's the easy question to you answer the value, it's right? an easy question to answer in terms of a romantic relationship but it's a more challenging question to answer when it comes to the business relationship because yeah. we get caught up in the glitz and glam of titles positions and earnings yeah. you know so but earnings are very important but at the same time, you know, you know, what drove my decision personally was my angle, and my yeah. angle was financial violence. And so I want to back it up a little bit and go back to the learning 
so you can get to the earning, mm -hmm. which means taking roles that are along the path yeah. of where you want to go, um, not just expecting that that one role is going to be the end. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people make that mistake of going back to, you know, I want X amount of money, and then yeah. you give them the money, and they're they're still not happy. They yeah. end up underperforming. Mm -hmm. They're they're just un unhappy. Yeah. Um, but the lessons is so important. Like for me in my career, I've made a lot of lateral moves. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, ultimately and eventually, yeah. you know, those lateral moves ended up being are leading to a promotion yeah. or to the job yeah. that I ultimately wanted to get to yeah. in that organization. In organization right. Yeah. So when I was a yeah. branch manager, I knew I eventually wanted to be a district manager. Yeah. And then I knew eventually I needed a different experience just because I'm that type of personality. I the mundane. Mm -hmm. um, it's not it's not me. Yeah. I can't deal with that for yeah. but for too long. Yeah. Um so in those situations especially a left can be the best thing versus yeah. a right meaning yeah. I need more money. Sometimes yeah, yeah, you just yeah. need a differentiated experience right. yeah. and that is money yeah. in and of in itself. itself. Yeah. So what's been some of those differentiated experiences that you kind of talked about that you were able to move into, learn something, and then it leads to the next, you know, either step or level in your career um, that you can recall? I would say um, as we seek on lateral moves to make your next step up or vertical move, uh, I've gone down the ladder at times in different roles uh, to then catapult myself into where I want to be. And in fact, when I moved to New York, I stepped down uh, into, uh, and it wasn't a huge step down, but it's a step down in terms of earnings capabilities. Uh, I earned less my first year um, here in New York, and I stepped down. Um, but what it did, what it allowed me to do is, again, the strategy behind it was, all right, cool. I'm in Atlanta, I'm doing well, I'm doing great, I'm on the radar, you know, I'm leading the pack, I'm the number one in the district here this month, two, three months running, great. You know, this is gonna be, it's going in the direction you wanted to go in. Now granted, there was a bit of like a personal decision behind my move to New York, but as it relates to the strategy behind, before I made that move um, was, all right, I'm gonna take this step down, I'm gonna be uh, in a role uh, that pays me less, but what I'm gonna get from it is the learning. I'm gonna be in New York City, right. working on 42nd Street, Midtown, New York, New York, around some of the top producing financial advisors in the world. In the world. Yeah. That, that, that knowledge money couldn't buy me down in Atlanta. Yeah. The skills and training that I got from working with them within a year that I was there, I couldn't get from working in Atlanta. So yeah, I, I, I took a, a pay cut. But then what it did was it allowed me to catapult myself into a financial advisor role in New York yeah. on Fifth Avenue. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I could have very easily stuck around and been a financial advisor in Atlanta into the financial advisor in Atlanta. There's nothing against that, and it's, there's nothing I would I would have loved to be in Atlanta. But, but you, you are in you, the financial world. You can ask any financial advisor in any city in America if you ask them, would you like to be a financial advisor in New York City in, uh, in New York? It's absolutely yes because we they we know that the money's here. Yeah. So the point that I'm making is. Uh, a lateral move is necessary at times. Yeah. And if it makes sense, a step down makes sense. Uh, if it helps you get to your end game, I knew that I wanted to be financial advisor. And I knew working in the city of New York, for the time that I did, I was gonna learn, I know my personality. I'm gonna sit in on meetings with advisors who are killing the game, number 10 in the nation, number eight in the nation. I was working elbow to elbow with these folks and I was learning, I was picking the brain every day. I was always teaching myself, learning myself, learning within that role. And then what happens was the next 
when I was in front of the hiring manager Morgan Stanley, I can speak to my truth. Right. I can speak to what my processes were to close these deals. I can speak to what my conversations sound like when I am in front of a multi-million dollar client. And I can speak through a story of how I made a cold call, connected with the client, brought them in, understood their issues, understand their goals and where they want to go, and then still close that five million dollar deal. Yeah. When you're able to speak to that, and you can speak to your experience, and they can see, and they can look, and they can feel it from your energy, they can look in your eyes, and this guy isn't making some shit up. You can't fluff your way when you're in front of the heavy. You're in front of a real decision maker. You can't fluff that. You can't fluff that. Yeah. So when they see that and they hear that, boom, they pull the trigger, and here I am. So this is Corporate Dropout Conversations, and today we are talking about earnings with special guest Kalen Ford, financial advisor with Morgan Stanley, and so. Kaylin, we talked about, you know, making decisions that are uncomfortable or non-traditional uh, decisions that, yeah. quite frankly, don't always make sense, mm -hmm. and but they lead to making more sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and we've talked about some of the things to think about and why going left and or right is sometimes better than looking to go up or lead you to go up. But talk about relationships. How important have relationships been to your earning? Um, and learning so mm -hmm. that you could be able to eventually earn more, yeah. save more, spend and invest. Yeah. I'll tell you this, one, one of the most powerful messages that I've gotten uh, that I've been, um, uh, from T.D. Jakes, um, he said, um, relationships are your most powerful resource. And, and they are. Because no matter how badass you are, no matter how, how, many, much, you know, how skillful you think that you are, what you bring to the table. If you don't have an advocate, if you don't have someone to speak to your truth or a sponsor, you're gonna make your journey that much more challenging and tough. And um, and what people have to realize, and I, I say this generally because I can't say that everyone is doesn't realize this, but what you have to realize is, in most cases, that person is your manager. Either you like them or love them or hate them or you can't stand them, that person is your manager. Yeah. And it all starts there. And if you're looking to earn more and get to the next level, it starts there. I'm sorry, I hate to, I hate to burst it. You're hurting some people's feelings right now. Yeah, I, I know, but you have to mend that relationship. Yeah. You have to mend that relationship. It goes back to being political. And, it, and it, it's, it's left a ch life a, ch a, 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 ch a chest. You know, there's some checkers. You, know, yeah. you, you have to be strategic. And if you can put on the fake smile for your, your, um, for your, for your lover and, you know, a friend that... They did something that hurt your feelings, they did something, but you didn't say anything about it yeah. because you don't want to spark up any conversation. You could be just as thoughtful with the manager, yeah. the person who has the key to your next step, their earnest potential. You know, well, what you were saying is, is spot on. I remember when I took a role um, and to move from Atlanta at the time to Chicago, and I met who would be my future manager, even though at the time he was a partner mm -hmm. that I was supporting. And I, quite frankly, I didn't like him. You know, I, 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 he said something or did yeah. something, and I just didn't like him. Yeah. And I had made that decision up in my mind yeah. as to, you know, I don't like him for whatever the reason is. However, I didn't realize that he would eventually become my direct manager yeah. and become one of my biggest advocates, sponsors, yeah. and promoters yeah. in my career. So yeah. going back to your point, I had to be humble enough yeah. to l learn him. What's important to him? Mm -hmm. Like, why does he make the decisions that he makes? And and, and how can I be a uh, an advocate to his success? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, your manager mm -hmm. needs to believe that you are advocating mm -hmm. and, and 
participating in the success of his mm -hmm. or her mm -hmm. team mm -hmm. and your teammates. Mm -hmm. And if people believe you're selfish, you know, people believe, you know, you only have your best interest uh, and not the team's best interest, yeah. that could, that's going to lead to a bad relationship with your manager. But what are some things that people can do? You know, for me, it was being humble and going back and saying, honestly, look, I didn't initially appreciate you, right? And mm -hmm. here's why. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to work that out. Good. But what are some of the things other than com uh, like communication and yeah. being honest and transparent that you've seen work in repairing that manager subordinate relationship so that yeah. that can't person can be your advocate? Yeah, yeah, that's very good. So um, going and I hate to I don't want to uh, belabor this term, but um, it's politics. So your managers for every about you know each most corporations or big companies, they're going to have this development plan in place to how to get you to the next level. Uh, you need to meet semi-annually, quarterly, you know, annually as an evaluation or review. We all have them. Yeah. And in those terms, in those times, they're going to tell you your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, keep-ups, and don't do this, or whatever yeah. it is. Honing on what they're saying, what not to do, what they want you to change, or your next times, or maybe consider this differently. Right? And no matter how much you disagree with it, hone in on it and listen in on it. And But what most importantly, what you want to do to answer your question, show them that you took what you learned and heard from them from that evaluation and show them. Do it purposefully in front of them so they'll see that, wow, he took or she took what I said in our meeting and instantly put it into play. And yeah, you said, well, I don't want to be fake. If I don't like it, I'm not yeah. here. All right, well, cool. Be comfortable in your role. But know that you're going to be, be in, in that, that role. role. It's okay. Be okay yeah. with that. I'm not asking you to change. But for those out there who want to earn and learn and grow and reach the next level, I'm telling you, this is what you have to do. You're going to have to show the manager that you're listening. And if it's fake, so who cares? Aren't you getting a paycheck? Yeah, you're getting a paycheck. Yeah, Isn't right, that the goal right, is right. to keep right. my living a certain way so I, right. I need to? It's a, it's a business. Yeah. It's a relationship. So. One of the companies that I work for used to call it being on stage. You're on stage. It's like a Disney World. You're in Disney World. Yeah, anytime you have on that mm -hmm. costume, yeah, you're on stage. You're on stage. You're, Mickey. you're in character. You're Mickey. Same thing at your job. You're on, you're yeah. in. You're a character that's helping this company put on this elaborate production. Yep. Whether you work at McDonald's, yep. or you work at J.P. Morgan Chase, or you work at Morgan Stanley, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, a great yeah. point you make. Understand that you got to fake it till you can make it. And and I and people don't like that term. Today everybody wants to be real, be real. Well, being real, keep it one hundred, and keeping it one hundred sometimes okay. is gonna keep you limited in your earnings. One hundred percent of the time. So if that's what and you, that's gonna keep you one hundred. One hundred percent where you are. Yeah. So what I was gonna say is, you know, um, uh, strategically uh, implement those actionable items that your manager has requested of you in a way that they see the change. And, and, and don't be afraid to show them and remind them. Hey, listen, you know the last time you told me that I need to do better at this, I want you to know that I took that, I took those words, and I thought it over, and I started implementing it, and this is the change that I'm seeing. That, every manager wants to feel as if they help their employee. Yeah. You know, there are some managers out there who, who like the idea of being a manager. I get it, you know, we've seen them before, we hate them, but at the end of the day, if you remind that person and show that person that they did help you in a way, and that you did appreciate their, uh, their help and you acknowledge their help, it makes them want to help you more. Mm -hmm. So that's are the things that I did yeah. 
to build that relationship with my manager to say, hey, listen, all right, I'm going to communicate to you what I don't like, what I do like, and what I would like to see differently done from an employee standpoint or associate standpoint. But at the same time, I'm also going to show how you've helped me, even if it, even if it's surface level stuff. Right. You had to make it grand wall. Little things, you know, time management, whatever it is. You know what? It, you know, Robert, I really appreciate the fact that you you pointed this out. I would have never noticed it, but you know, I really do appreciate you uh, pointing that out to me. I thought it over, I put it into place, and just the other day, I was sipping with a client. I used the same language you shared with me, and it actually worked. Yeah. Because at the end, at the end of the conversation, I was able to obtain blah 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 X Y Z. What you just demonstrated was, and most people don't think about it, and it could just be a terminology thing, but it's called closing the loop. Mm. Closing the loop. When your manager initiates or you initiate that conversation, you get feedback, you demonstrate, listen, learn, and apply. Mm -hmm. And when you go back to that manager mm -hmm. and say, or to, you know, miss manager you know you gave me this feedback here's what I did as a result and here's what I saw as an outcome that was different you know than I may have gotten before you're closing the loop and then you can move on your one you what, becoming more aligned yes aligned with the organization with your manager so on and so forth but what that does is you end that phase of maybe the coaching or feedback and you can move on to something different does that make sense absolutely because what you're saying what you're speaking to is what we've all heard before uh, a hamster and a hamster wheel. Yeah. yeah, you're running, yeah, you're working, but you're not going anywhere. And what happens is, you know, A, you're going to get get tired and fed up and give up and leave the company, or B, they're going to get tired of you. <laughs> so eventually, people get tired of having the same conversation. Think about it on a romantic level. There's someone that you're dating, and you find yourself having to repeat the same thing over and over and over again, it becomes draining. Yeah. And the same thing goes for these for management, and the same thing goes for upper management. You know, I granted, and I, I'm not, and I, I, I've only been, I was a manager for maybe like five years in my, throughout my entire career, and I spent more time as someone who's not in a managerial role, so I have no way say bias of managers. I'm not saying that all managers are great. Some people are just there to fill in a role. Yeah. But what I am favorable of is my success and your success and what's going to help you get there. And I'm telling you right now, as long as the shoes of the day is long, the, the better your relationship is with your manager, the more likely your progression is going to be. Man, you just, you just get me even more excited about this. More for the people that are listening and hopefully taking notes and you know you may want to listen to this again and again because there's so many dimes and and golden nuggets that you know you're sharing and that we're talking about because at the end of the day everyone needs an advocate even when you think it from a spiritual perspective whatever your spiritual beliefs are you know for those who are christians you know christ is our advocate so that we now have access to everything mm -hmm. same thing in your personal relationships and your professional life the people that are connected to you temporarily or long term are there to teach you something mm -hmm. and for you to teach them something mm -hmm. and sometimes it's how to be an advocate because mm -hmm. your manager may not kind of bring it back mm -hmm. your manager may not understand what advocacy is because yeah. she may not have ever had it yeah. your manager may not understand yeah. what coaching is because they may not have ever had yeah. it but if you know and you're judging them based off of something that they may not have the skills to do mm -hmm. shame on me mm -hmm. if I'm like Kaylin is my manager and he's not even helping me grow mm -hmm. well have you had that honest conversation with Kaylin about mm -hmm. what you need, mm -hmm. that coaching is important. Mm -hmm. Here is what communication looks like for you. Have you asked Kaylin mm -hmm. what com good communication looks like yeah. for him? Yeah. Right? So yeah. we have an equal yeah. role yeah. to play yeah. in building yeah. and sustaining that yeah. relationship. Yeah. You, you speak on something that reminds me mind something. I had a conversation with some recently. Um, 
I'm not sure if it's one of those things to where managers just geared to say this and maybe they mean it, maybe they don't. But if every manager that I've had, they all have asked me, how can I help you? Now they may mean it, they may not mean it, but how can I help you? That's your moment to explain your truth. That's your moment to speak to, all right, well, this is what I need from you. Because your point at that point, at, at that time, you then taking the ball out of your court and put it into their hands. And now you have to hold them atten- uh, uh, accountable. And it's there, now you, you give them actionables to help get you there. So, uh, but what happens is, most times we get that question to us, Robert, how can I help you? Uh, well, you know, I, everything's all right. Everything's cool. You know, I'm just, you know, everything's good, you know. And it's not the time to talk about vacation. Right. Uh, it's not the time to talk about, you know, you know, longer lunch hours. Yeah. It's not the time to, no. How can I help you be, to me means, how can I get you to the next level? Strategically. To the next like, level. Like, that's been your word. I've heard you use over and over. Strategy. Strategic. Strategic. Strategy. Strategy. Plan. Like, don't Every, go in there wasting time talking about. Everything is a reason. Everything has, everything, everything has to be for purpose. And you can't hold your manager or anyone uh, accountable if they don't know. And if you're not opening your mouth, you're not saying, this is not working for me. This is working for me. This is how I need your help. How can you, how can I handle this better? How can I do this? How, 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 help, help, help. And get them to start helping you. Get them to start talking. If that manager doesn't know, to your point, because they may not know. They may not know. But you have to put the ball on their court. Yeah. Listen, how do I get here? How do I do this? How do I get to this point? I want to get to this role. You know, is it a good fit? Even if it's whatever, get them talking. And get them to the point where they're, they're uh, they have accountability. Because I can guarantee you, if there's something they want to have changed, oh, they're going to pull your ass to the side. And say, this needs to change. So it goes both ways. Right? This is a relationship. I use that term all the time because it is a relationship. If you can, if you, if you reserve the right to pull me to the side and say, hey, Kaylin, you know, you can do this better. You can do this differently. I don't like that. I didn't like this. Cool. Thank you, Mr. Manager, Mr. Manager. And respectfully and tactfully and professionally have the same conversation. Say, hey, you know what, Robert, you know, I, I was thinking the other day. You um you said something to me and uh, I, I get your point and you know but it's, it's the way it came out or the way so it it, it kind of kind of hurt you know I want to tell you and I, I'm gonna take everything that you said in consideration because I think you are right and X Y Z blah 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 but it's just you know it hurt a little bit and you know I would like to say that we and I have a great relationship you know you, you brought me on we've been through some things but um you know I care about you and I know that you care about me but I want you to know where, I, where I'm coming from in this. And open that door, yeah. and that's going to build that connectivity. That's going to build that personal interest on a, 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 a more granular level, and it would just be, oh, we just manager, manager, employee. Man, you, there were a lot of things you said, but I want to pick up on a couple of them. What I hear you describing is how to manage up. And at the end of the day, our career um, and our business, whether you're an entrepreneur or a co- corporate athlete, you know, or whatever you consider yourself, it's critical that we know how to manage up and managing up does what you just illustrated so articulately well is you listen to feedback you take time because I heard what you said as you illustrated that example you said a couple few days later you don't always respond react in the moment it's the worst time that's the worst time you take some time absorb what you heard you know uh, over Think about it. You know, let it you know, noodle on it. As I've heard some right. people say, they may be right. <laughs> Who knows? But guess what? Eat the meat, Eat throw out the bones. Mm-hmm. Eat the mm-hmm. meat, throw, throw out the, the bones. bones. Yeah. So managing up is critical. Taking time to think about what you heard so that you can respond versus react yeah. is just as critical. And then, not in the same session, mm-hmm. come back and provide feedback to mm-hmm. your manager. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, 
Vicky, I appreciate the feedback that you gave me. Uh, here's what I got from that, mm -hmm. right? Um, so you can count on me to embrace it, and here's how I'm going to do it. So yep. you also got to think about mm -hmm. your strategy mm -hmm. and how you're going to implement that. The second part about it is, Vicky, if I cannot be asking for permission, can I can I be honest with you? Yeah. And let Vicky respond because if Vicky don't want to hear it, yeah. right? Do yeah. you mind if I share something with you? And let Vicky say yes. Yeah. And then guess what? That's your opportunity to say, not unload on your manager. Yeah, don't dump. But be specific. You know, I appreciate what you shared. Mm -hmm. The tone in which you shared it didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. The timing in which you shared it may have may have not resonate resonated with me, or the language. Mm -hmm. Because we all speak different languages. Yeah, the same, yeah, yeah. You, there are words in the English language that have six different meanings. <laughs> it sure does. Or words calm that's down. not calm, right? Like two, yeah, two, yeah. right? Two. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. so the same thing happens every day in our interaction with people. We're, we are speaking different languages, yeah, but yeah. managing up, taking time to respond versus react, yeah. you know, asking for permission to give that feedback opens yeah. the door, excuse me, for that you know, transparent relationship and yeah. then being intentional about what you leave that person with right. and how you leave them because if right. they damaged you, yeah. our initial instinct is one to damage back. Yeah, yeah. You but the that. corporate athlete, the successful entrepreneur, the person who's thinking about what my end goal is, mm -hmm. is going to be methodical yep. and strategic. Yep. So this is Corporate Dropout Conversations. Uh, today's special guest is Kayla Ford financial advisor with Morgan Stanley and today we're talking all about earnings it's not just about the outcome which is the dollar but it's about the input which are things like relationships you know the, the importance of relationships the importance of negotiation skills the importance of understanding that you bring value and when you've identified an opportunity to learn more are we really capitalizing on those or only moving to positions that are going to pay us at the end of the day, mm -hmm. that too becomes a hamster wheel because you're yeah. chasing more mm -hmm. money and more money yeah. and you're missing out on a fulfilling career. So, Kaylin, this conversation is rich and I know we'll have future you know, conversations, mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I like to ask all of my guests a couple of questions before, okay. I, before I let you go because there will be a part two to this conversation. Okay. Um, what is informing you? you know, so what tools and resources do you use to stay informed? and current? Um, I, I have a laser focus. And um, like, I, like I said in the beginning of our conversation, my end goal, my, my, what I wanted to do and be was um, a financial advisor. So I, I, what I did was I informed myself, I learned the language of a financial advisor before I was a financial advisor. I learned the day-to-day, -day. I learned what's important to them. So I subscribe to the money magazines. I subscribe to CNN Business. I subscribe to uh, uh, CNBC. I download these apps, start the parents. I download all this information. That's gonna put it in my face every day. Yeah. So I'm, it's in a way if I'm speaking into existence. I'm not a financial advisor yet, but I will be. Yeah. So I need to know. So when I'm in the road, that's not the time for me to start informing myself. You inform yourself before you get there. Yeah. So find out what your end game is, what your end role is, whatever it may be. Educate yourself on it now. Rub elbows with the folks who are successful in their roles now. Speaking back to what I said earlier, when I made the move to New York and I was working with advisors who were ranked number eight out of 16,000, uh, or number 10 out of 16,000, these are true events. These are people who are, I'm rubbing elbows with. That's how I'm informing myself. Hey, so Russ, can you tell me, how did you get there? Yeah. What did you do? What skills? What would you say? And then at the same time, I feedback. Hey, you, you were in there on the meeting. You heard me on the call. What do you think? 
What can I do differently? What can I say differently? And that's how you inform yourself. Yeah. And that's how you prepare yourself. So when you when I do when I did get that call from Morgan Stanley and they say, okay, tell me what's going on, talk to me. Time to sell, let's go. That's right. Everything I've taught myself, I educated myself, I learned the language, I was able to speak to the practices, I was able to speak to the day-to-day. Like this guy's already sound like a financial advisor. Right. And he's not. I mean, because I am a financial advisor. Right. Give me the offer. Okay. Man, that's that's I love that. Give me the offer. And, and even specifically, <clears throat> inform is not what you just what you uh, seek out um, in terms of you know websites, podcasts, books, so on and so forth. But it's also what you seek out in terms of feedback. Mm-hmm. So I love that um, as one of the things that you say to keep yourself informed. What inspires you? How do you stay inspired? I um. Wow, what inspires me? I um, I, I've always gone live off of the basis, you know. Uh, you know, and we, we all hear all the time. You have one life to live, but I, I really do live by that. And uh, what what inspires me more than anything is achieving and accomplishing everything I set my heart out to be while on this earth. Because uh, you know, this is a Mario uh, Brothers. We don't get an extra life. We don't get a the color extra man and you can try it again or if you if you if you're working through a, a level and you don't make it to the end you can try it again that's not that's not the life that we have what we have is you get one fluid shot you know the, the, the 10 seconds i just passed you'll never see those 10 seconds again um so what inspired me is to get the absolute most out of my life while i'm here and then achieve and obtain and accomplish everything i set my heart out to be uh, to lay my eyes on uh, visions and sights around this world that my parents, uh, my grandparents, hadn't had a chance to do. So, um, what, what as far as most is to get the absolute most out of life. And you know, I, I've always told myself that you know, you know, I want to live in every class. You know, I, I, I fortunately or unfortunately, I lived in low class. Right, right. I, right. I lived you can't, in a, you can't I, go anything I, but I, up. Right. right. I lived. I lived in the projects, and I, I remember I had a. Pay rent one time. My mom gave me a ten dollar bill. I ain't know any better. I just I, I went to go pay for rent. I came back with like uh, four dollars. Uh, so I, I'm not sure how that all worked out, but thanks government assistance. <laughs> no, that's right. That's and uh, you know, so I remember when um, my mom would I would go spend the night with my cousin, and uh, she gave me some money for food, and she would rip out the food coupons from the checkbook from the little uh, food stamp book. And it was, I remember one time she gave me a five, and I thought I was rich, you know? Man. <laughs> hey, so I remember these Was moments. that the blue one or the brown one? I think it was the pink one. Me, it was the pink one. <laughs> I, I'm held. The brown one stamps. was one dollar. There you go. And See, the I only had dollars. My mom only trusted me with dollars. She didn't trust me with the fives <laughs> and the tens. You know, I, I remember holding on to the food coupon, and it had the perforated edges. Yeah. Quick, 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 quick. Man. She gave me five bucks, and I thought I was rich. Yeah. So the point I'm making is, what inspires me is to keep going and keep striving and keep shooting for the stars. Everyone says it, everyone wants to do it, but are you really doing it? Right. Are you really pushing yourself to get there? Are you really reaching? Are you challenging yourself to go into spaces and places that you don't feel comfortable? Man. I can do it. You just kind of almost answered the last question, which is, what keeps you motivated? <laughs> yeah, I guess I did, because that's it. Because at the end of the day, when, when and my, my Lord and Savior comes to call me home and my job here is done, I want to look back and say, man, I did the damn thing. Yeah. I, it, it was time to go. I, I did everything I needed to do. And until that moment happens, he said, my feet get the ground. Lord, I thank you for another day. Let's get to it. No matter how exhausted I am, tired I am, frustrated I am, the kind of heartbreak I'm going through, 
Shake that shit. Shake it off and say, you know what? Let's make it happen. Let's yeah. go. Get in the zone. And I do that every morning. Man, uh, Kalen, I'm so proud of you um, and being a part of your journey. Thank you for joining us today for Corporate sure. Dropout Thanks Conversations. And um, specifically talking about how we can earn more. And as you put it, you learn more so that you can earn more. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned for another episode. And thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, we ask that you would click the like button and share it. Share it with somebody that may value and benefit from this great information. Yeah.